Hello. Uh, good mm -hmm. afternoon. Good night. Uh, welcome, welcome to City back. Inspection. Welcome back after inexplicably being gone for what was it, like three weeks. Yeah, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and we're we're, get, we're, we're busy people. We're we busy, are busy people. This like, is not our only our only yes. thing. You know, we we, we have also sell. You know, we sell burgers. And what, what, what is that made up business? What what we can say? I don't know. We, we work be... at Bob's Burgers. That's what I would say. That's Bob's Burgers. That's very specific. Okay, I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's specific uh, without being specific. Right. Um, well, let's leave it at that. But yeah. So Black Panther came out. Um, what other we movie watched came it. out? We watched Black Panther. We're not going to talk about Black Panther. What other not movie? We watched something else. What do you watch? We've been watching The Vow. I mean, we can talk about The that Vow's great. More, yeah, The Vow is excellent. Uh, I'll take five seconds to uh, to plug that show. Um, highly, highly, highly. You know, I was really doubtful, and I mean, I don't want really to get into this too much, but I was really doubtful that the second season was going to be yes. as good as the first because, generally speaking, docuseries suck after the first season. Yes. Uh, excellent. excellent, 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 excellent. It's it, it, not as good as the first season, to be completely honest. It's really, I think, good. in some ways, it's better. I do too. Like, in some ways, it's better than the first one. It's like like they're just like the first one was like the we're returning in soon to a, a a review of the bout but the the first one started with like look how happy we were in this you yeah. know uh, cults and whatever and then slowly they were like towards like the dark shit you know well what this i like about this is this like they just dive in like you they were just went say. right in like this is the fucked up stuff but also Welcome. After the end of the first season, you're sitting there and you're like, wow, that was super fucked up. It cannot get any more screwed up than that. And then you watch the second season and you're like, oh, the the cast from the first season is not even really there anymore. Because they no. didn't even know what was actually going on. Yeah. And what was actually going on was ten times worse than what you find out originally. So it's... Uh, it's really good. Highly, highly recommend uh, tuning into that and, and checking it out. But what we're here to talk about this week is the 1995 version of Village of the Dam, which is 1995. Not bad. It's pretty good. Um, I so I've been I've become like a drunk carpenter maniac. Junkie. Yeah, junkie. I've been like obsessively watching and rewatching John Carpenter movies, getting them on Blu-ray. I got two books uh that talk about the movies that i mean he's an interesting character uh he, he made some of the best movies that inspired your favorite movies um you know what i mean like we talked about the fog the other day yeah. and how much it inspired like movies like pirates of the caribbean yeah and then and his style Halloween. kind of has inspired a lot of different things over the, the yes and, and, and something i've noticed with him and it, like spoilers for Village of the Damned movies, twenty something years old, so whatever. But like twenty seven years old, that's insane. Twenty seven wow. years old, that's how old it is. Yeah, it's um, gonna be, uh can not only legally drink, but yeah, way past that. Yeah, way past that. Yeah. Uh, so his movies, I think all of his movies, most at least, maybe all. Yeah, not all of them, but most of them end with a sort of like 
what's going to happen now. Yeah, almost a cliffhanger. Not a cliffhanger. It's it's not a cliffhanger, but it's like, what's going to happen now? Like, like the thing ends and you're like, okay, is the thing alive? Are these people the thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, we just recently, so we originally were going to watch this and the thing. So I ended up watching the thing again, just because, and then ended up watching this. But yeah, all of his movies like the same thing. Yes. Halloween is the same thing. Halloween. Thanks. That's the that's that's Which the point I was gonna make. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the point I was gonna make because people assume that Halloween is like it ends in a cliffhanger. Meant to, yeah, it's yes. meant to end. Like no, the movie's meant to be like like Michael Myers is like a personification of evil, and yeah. when you think he died, then you look down. It's like no, evil's everywhere. He could be anywhere, and there's shots of houses of the neighborhood. It's like where is he? He could be anywhere. And then that's how it ends. Like he's just the evil that goes anywhere, you know. And, I mean, and, and, and yeah, this that style's been been copied by one person very, very, very particularly, which is Christopher Nolan. And I know we talk about him a bit, but yeah, he does the same exact thing. Uh, Interstellar, Inception, uh, Batman, actually The Dark Knight, and he did it with um, The Dark Knight Rises, where the ending could be the end. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, of course, was the end of his trilogy. But all of his movies kind of end in that, like, will there be another one? Won't there be another one? And very more often than not, he doesn't like to do <laughs> second movies. I mean, Tenet, another movie that he ended in a a pseudo cliffhanger. So his last three movies are are very much in that style. And I used to hate it. I, I honest to God, used to hate that style of, like, leaving the thread just kind of frayed right like it could go this way it could go that way it could go anyway yes. um and now i really love it because i appreciate the simplicity that is in a single movie this is the story beginning to end and yeah uh, it's up to the viewer to kind of come up with their own interpretation of how it actually ended i mean exactly and, you, and this movie this movie has probably some of the best like the most like john carpenter i'm fucking with your brain kind of situation a lot, um yeah yeah, well, let, let's talk about the movie first, I guess, because we're not really. So uh, I'm gonna describe the the the, the basics, and then we're gonna go to John explains the plot. Even though we watched it like three weeks ago, so we'll I mean, I actually have remember. a pretty good plot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say the movie was came out like we said, 1995. Carpenter, right before this, he like the 90s weren't the best for him. His movies didn't do well. He did Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which is so far I think his out of the ones that I've seen, and I've seen. All of them except for two, I think. Memoirs of Invisible Mind was probably his worst one. So he was coming, you know, from that. He had several flops with the thing and big trouble in Little China. So he was like, you know, I think here he was trying to play it safe. He was like, I'm just going to do a pretty standard creepy movie. And then he was like, and then I'm going to get the two guys who were stereotyped in their roles in the 80s and yeah. were never able to come back. And he got Christopher Reeve and he got Mark Hamill to be in this movie. Um, funny enough, Mark Hamill plays Luke Skywalker in this movie, basically. Like, it's right, like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, where he's like a weirdo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, with that, let's go to John Explains the Plot. All right, so inexplicably this town of people who you meet kind of in the beginning and you you get a couple characters but there's nothing really there um this entire town of people uh kind of faints 
And anybody that crosses this imaginary line that they put on the road just faints. Um, and then after the government's there and they're like testing and everything, all of a sudden, everybody wakes up. Everybody's fine, except for one person who died, who you meet at the beginning of the movie, who's like the husband of this one woman. Anyway, in a, a chance of, of happenstance, every woman pretty much gets pregnant. If they're of childbearing years, after they faint, they become pregnant, including this one woman. Um, and then she has David, I believe, is is the character's name, right? Yeah. Um, and David is like one of these children. Now, all of these children are born, and they all look like Targaryens, basically. Uh, <laughs> they're creepy, because little kids generally kind of at this age are creepy. I want to talk about the kids for a minute, but yeah. just go ahead. Yeah. And these creepy little kids, people start mysteriously dying around them, which it's not mysterious. They're killing them. And they make, they make them kill themselves. Yeah, they make them kill themselves. So they're not actually killing themselves. Like the kids aren't killing them and they're not actually killing themselves. It's this weird like tangential area of like the kids are influencing them to kill themselves. Yeah. And the only way that they can get around this influence to think really hard about something stupid like water or a wall but we'll get into that later so uh these kids they get older they start taking over the town come to find out and by the way they get older really fast like they they yeah. like it's like they're babies and then they're like what nine or ten yeah i don't think there's a time hop there maybe there should have been i don't know no I, no i i'm fine with no time hop but it felt like a lot of things would have happened in those nine years yeah you go from them being well and also the the children aren't like growing at the same pace because there's like the toddler in the high chair that like makes the christopher reeves like wife put her arm in the the boiling water. Yes, that's pretty messed up. And, yeah. and like, as this baby is doing it, like this toddler is being carried in, even though they were all born on the same day. That's just a little like whatever. Anyway, so. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of like whatever there. Uh, but these kids are basically making people kill themselves. Anytime that somebody tells them to do something that they don't want to do, the person just goes and kills themselves, basically. Or they, yeah, if somebody like yells at the kids or anything or calls them weird or strikes one of the children or hurts anybody or like is an affront to these children. So the story goes along and Christy Alley, weird enough, uh, is in this movie and she's not a spokesperson for Weight Watcher. She is just an actress and she Boy, plays was a, she a spokesperson for yeah, Weight Yeah, that's Watcher? like her main thing for the last like 20 years. You know, Rachel was watching it and she was like, oh, she's in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like... <laughs> I, anyway. I've never seen it, but that's what she knew her from. And I was like, oh, God. I think yeah. she was in, like, Look Who's Talking or something. I mean, yeah, like... She, she was in one of those. Yeah, she was in one of A those. bunch of movies. Uh, she's good in this one. She's really, yeah, probably she's the best bad. character in the movie. She plays a... Yeah, I mean, she was a lot... She was big in, like, the 80s and 90s. Yeah, she was in Look Who's Talking. I was right. So... She's a doctor who works for the government, and they give everybody an option once they get pregnant. Two options, actually. One, you can abort the child. Two, you can get paid an ungodly sum of money every month if you take care of the child. I think it's like $6,000 or something. Yeah. $3,000 or six, something like that. But the reason I say it's ungodly, this takes place, like I guess, in the 90s. Where So like the, today's equivalent of that would have been like saying, we'll give you like $15,000 a month if you keep the child. 
So kind of ridiculous uh, and kind of makes you think what's going on. Um, something else that's kind of funny about this is these events happened all over the world. I don't know if you caught, this was like a subplot of the movie um, and Carpenter, I guess, didn't want to deal with it. So he just kind of like subtly put it there, but there was nothing like really to it. Um, anyway, so these kids, their plan is to take over the world and turns out they're an invasion of some alien kind. And one of the babies, the only baby that didn't live is like some weird deformed, like big headed alien baby. And yes. that, that was not explained, like why it became an alien baby instead of becoming a human. I baby. guess it just didn't fully form the DNA didn't formally. But he died at birth. Or... He died at yeah. birth. Like he was ready to be born and then died at birth. You know what I mean? Like that was Yeah, I don't that was something well, I was like, instantly... done without that. So this is the thing. The the movie has a, a couple and, and that's the end of the movie, basically. I'm not gonna I we'll get into like how it ends a little bit later, but Basically, the children are going to take over Earth. It is Christopher Reeves and Chrissy Alley's job to stop this from happening um, because basically the aliens have seeded Earth with all of these little colonies of these weirdo children, these Targaryen weirdos, and they're going to kill us all. With my, but this is all done like all that you're saying, the way you're describing it, because you're mm -hmm. describing me like correctly, but it's like. It sounds like it's some sort of like Independence Day kind of vibe. Yeah, no, it's, it's all not. kept like it's really, really... people just say this is happening, like very carpenter-ish. Like he knew what to do with like a like small budget, just like figure out stuff. You know, like you just just like narrate. That's that's why kind of like what we were saying about the the alien baby at the end felt kind of like not his best work because he's usually very good at just giving you the information you need. So you understand what's going on. Yes. Doesn't have to hit you in the face with it. Like we always rant modern yeah. movies do like he actually, like they have enough conversations they don't never say, Hey, they're aliens. I'm sure they are. They are. They're always like, well, they could be aliens. There's all their theories, but you, at some point you're like, yeah, they're aliens. Like you understand yeah. they're aliens. Yeah. You understand they're aliens. They actually didn't even need to use the, they didn't the need baby to use the baby the because at, at that point you were like, yeah, I knew, I know they're aliens. Like he didn't yes. trust the audience to be like, yeah, I know these are aliens. Like, you know, and that became kind of a problem later down the road. Right. Like it, like there's like all of these little things that Carpenter did. And I think that's why most people pan this movie pretty badly is because of that. Right. Like it does not have a great score on, or on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. I think, yeah, it's Metacritic. It's a 41 or. Well, it, 41. It, it was destroyed upon release. It, it's gotten a bit, a bit of people that some people follow it and like it, like most Carpenter movies. Yeah. Um, but this one seemed a little I, I bit more messy it. than most Carpenter movies. So like, it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's yeah. bad, but it, no. it's some of the plot points and, and little things are just kind of like scattered about. And I wonder if that's because, like, this isn't an, an original movie, by the way. This is a remake. Let's all like say that. And Carpenter. But so is the thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, what it feels a bit weird about Carpenter is the cinematography. He's usually very good at playing with shadow and, you know, like limited lighting, especially in Halloween, for example, yeah. or the thing like because the thing like you have these ridiculous like puppets and, you know, like but the, he lights them so well and he puts, you know, he makes it look like you don't, you don't see everything. 
So you, you can't tell it's a well, puppet. And that's why I think that his movies did so well in the 80s. This movie does not hide things very much, I don't think. Like you it, see it doesn't it, it. exactly. It's it's all shot in daylight in like this California town. It's like super sunny. And they could have played like, a bit with the yeah. eyes. I I actually don't like the eyes in the movie. I think that the that, eyes like, effect was bad. Yeah. It it was it was a bad effect. They took it, it too far. It looks over the top. I think a standard carpenter zoom, like on the child, like while it's concentrating or like a cutback scene where like it's a little bit closer and you can tell that the child is concentrated would have been more of his style um carpenter's known for not showing things on screen like i mean most of of the things happen off screen and then you kind of see it like in the thing he shows the minimum so your imagination fills yeah fills in the gaps yeah correct like that's that's kind of like the way he does it this one it's not it's not his finest work i don't believe it's a bad movie i actually really enjoyed it like i i like seeing christopher reeve you know because he was such a yeah he was such a positive like good vibe kind of guy like you know well and of course spoilers spoilers like you know he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie to save like everyone yeah um including like christy alley and david or no christy alley's killed by the christy children Alley's killed everybody that, Mark that is actually like the only killed. yeah that is the only um that's the only scene that i felt lacked the correct like lead in so when uh, mark hamill kills himself with the gun that is a very very carpenter lead in to what happens the gun's put there you hear the gunshot off screen and like nothing is shown, like there's no gratuitous violence or anything in a modern yeah. movie that would have been shown. But yeah, it, it's also interesting because I, I felt that that's also something I felt like it was probably a studio note that like there's many like gratuitous, not violence, but kills, mm-hmm. like to keep people like interested. Like there's that that janitor, or what is he? A, he's a janitor at school. That made no sense like, in the movie he, at all. He's just insulting he's, them for no pretty reason. Pretty yeah. Mark Hamill is set up as this like I thought it was gonna be more of a uh religious conflict or you know, who are these kids? But all of a sudden he shows up with a gun. Like those are the things that you're like, probably the studio was like, No, you need to put a couple more deaths here because the movie is like you know, not running well, so you need people to be interested. And that was that was a bit of you know, you know at that point the kids kill people. The they will kill Christy Alley. No sense at all. No, honestly, and it, there it was, was somebody else they no killed. Reason. Like, well, so she kills her mo- like the main girl, uh, Christopher Reeve's daughter. What was her name? Do you have it? Yeah, hang on, Christopher um, Reeve's daughter. Yeah, she's the main oh, evil girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is her name? Oh crap, I'm looking it up now. Uh, it Kayla starts with- or something. Yeah, she's not on the main. They just have first names for them, don't they? This is very professional Mara, to be Google right? stuff. No, it's Mara. Mara, Mara, Mara. See, that's right. That's right. Mar- Mara is like, she kills her mom. That's kind of like the premise. Like how, how they tell you these. there's something wrong with these kids, you know? But first she tortures um, her mom before she kills her. Exactly. And then, In like yeah. a pretty gruesome on-screen torture scene. And actually I'm seeing, you know, this one was, this movie was right after, like, I, I forgot that Carpenter, before Memoirs of an, of an Invisible Man and this one, he made a movie called In the Mouth of Madness, mm-hmm. which is really, really good. Like, that one's like 80s level Carpenter. Some, uh, some Neil is in it. Hmm. Um, and it's really? pretty good. So, yeah, he, he had a bit of a, I mean, he had ups and downs. Yeah, I guess, I guess. he's a loop, yeah. 
Um, but it, it, you know, back to you know the story. Like, yeah, it, there's some sloppy execution. I feel in some parts of it, like you know, you feel like like some things were not properly set up all the way um, or at all. Um, he does come right in at like the perfect mark for me, which I mean. If you listen to our podcast before, or you know me, 90 Minutes is like a perfect movie, unless it better yes. be fucking amazing to be longer than 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so he listen to Marvel. Yeah, yeah listen. Are you please. listening? Like, actually, you know, they should go back and follow their own advice because if you look at like all of the original movies, they were like between an hour 30 to two hour runtime, nothing exceeded two hours. Anyway. The if original, you mean like yeah, like Iron, Iron Man, Man, yeah, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, even the first Avengers that came out was only like a little over a two-hour runtime, and that's pretty big for a team-up movie of that size. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, 90-minute runtime is perfect for me. Um, I think that, like you said, either a studio or somebody got involved because there were scenes that didn't need to be there, and there were scenes that could have been there to suss out things a little bit better. You know what was really uh, if you're well going to include the alien baby, then you know yes. the, the only reason for the alien baby is to get us to that like clinic slash school so that she can be killed. Like you could have killed her anywhere. Didn't you could have killed her? Me. They, they would have killed her. Like it could, you could tell that there was like. And Christopher Reeve's there. character knew that they were weird. You didn't have to explicitly say like, "Look, I have an alien looking baby." Yeah. And, like, yeah. You could have just said, "The we believe that these children are you know." They're from the village of the damned. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's what I think was really well done. Probably the best part was the conflict of this kid David and why he mm -hmm. ends up again. Spoilers: he ends up being potentially good, but that's another like the ending is a carpenter ending, which is yeah. like like it ends with like you, you think he's good, but then the shot on his face, you're like. I don't know. Yeah, kid's kind of evil. People are, yeah. yeah, he's kind of evil. Like, you know, you think he's good for the, the whole film, but it's like, probably not. I mean, um, the thing is, yeah. is, he never killed anybody. I don't think I saw David kill anybody, like, specifically. Matter of fact, during one of the scenes where, I think it's the janitor scene, like, he backs off of killing the janitor. Um, so, like, there, there is, like, that built in there, and maybe that's why Carpenter used those scenes. Honestly, I don't know. The janitor scene is worthless. Even the killing of the mother scene is kind of like, all right, we know that the kids kill people. I mean, that was the setup, though. That was the first kill. So we were like, okay. That was the first kill that we knew about. On that, knew about. that was the first on-screen kill. They it also affects Christopher Reeve for the rest of the film. Yeah. I was okay with that one. So what I didn't... So I, I understand why they did it, because that, like, frees him up to kill himself at the end of the movie. Or, you know, to become a martyr at the end of the movie. Uh, but it just, I don't know, it seemed kind of weird that she just kept putting her arm back in. Like, she kept being compelled even after the weird eyes went away. Also, that was my one problem with the eyes. There was no consistency of what the different colors of their eyes meant. It was just like, okay, their eyes are glowing, so they're doing something evil. Right. And then, so... You were saying kids are creepy, the kids are famous creepy. I found myself, and this happens to me in every movie where a kid is the villain. I mean, kids are cute. They're, you know, they're kids and they're like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, you know, it's just they're, they're children, you know. Like it's rare for me to be like, Holy crap, that that kid, you know, like maybe the shining, uh the, the, twin the twins girls and the shining. Yeah, but other than that, like here I found myself at times I was like, that's just a kid in a wig. 
You know, like why am I, why would I be afraid of a kid in a wig? Because their you eyes know? glow. That's the only reason. Because they make people kill kill themselves I mean, when their eyes the, glow. The main girl, like she's a good actress. She's still acting, by the way. Like like I, I was looking at yeah. some of these kids are still acting. The guy who plays David is actually. Um, did you ever see Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles? Yes, I did. He's the guy who played John Connor in that. Oh wow! Yeah, she's the the girl who um, was the main in this movie. Mara has done a lot, actually. Like she ha she was a regular on a couple series. So, yeah, it's interesting that a lot of these kids actually are still working and doing things. Yeah. But you know, I mean, they didn't have a. This movie didn't do well. It didn't launch their careers or catapult them. They're not the next Harry Potter. So it. You know, maybe they just went on and carried on with a normal life and just became actors. Normally. I mean, they had they had some roles here or there, like like some of them are like Mara is like now a like yeah a she grown has up on actress she's she's in stuff you know maybe not in you know then let's talk about doing your things or whatever but she's yeah good. yeah let's talk about Hamill though like this just felt Hamill. yeah this it felt very shoehorned in. Honestly, it did not feel like the character even needed to be in the movie, let alone. And it's distracting because it's Hamill. Yeah, like it's 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 what sort of, what's a bit sad. Like you think about like these actors who played superheroes in the eighties or so, stuff like that. They would often be like stereotyped in their roles. Like they would be like, "Oh, that's the guy from Superman. That's the guy from Star Wars. That's the guy. Yeah. you know." It doesn't happen anymore. Right now, actually, like actors do, you know. They do comic like, book movies to be able to and then, launch then their they, careers. Yeah. No, and then they do their indies and they yeah. get an Oscar nomination. You know, like like that's what they like. Jennifer Lawrence was doing Mystique, and at the same time, yeah. she got an Oscar for Silver Silver Lightning's Playbook or whatever. Like, there's so many of them. Um, I mean, the big thing with Hamill yeah. is outside of Star Wars, he's actually super accomplished, but no one knows that Hamill is super accomplished. Well, he's, he did, like, voice work and stuff. Right? A ton of voice work. And, like, very, very successful voice work of things that we would know. Like the, yeah. Like, like the I Joker. Mean, like the Joker. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge one right there. Um, you know, he's done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He did. I mean, and this is, like, recent he's been doing the Joker. I mean, all through our childhood. He did an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Like he does a lot of voice work all over the place. So his career is definitely never slowed down. Um, it's just not in a way that we really understood it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think Christopher Reeve did something similar. He did like mostly indies and stuff like that. He was like, no, screw it. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, like, and, 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 you know, all the power to them. Mark Hamill came back to Star Wars. He, actually had pretty good performance you know yeah yeah i mean he actually nailed honestly he nailed except for the last jedi i don't think that luke would be so crotchety he was kind of yoda-y but anyway i, I don't just started with star wars discussions leave yeah, me alone we won't we won't but i will say that you know he just i i don't think that he really belonged and not saying that he gave a bad performance it just like took away from that could have been any reverend anywhere and it would have been fine it, no, it should have been fleshed out better. Should have yeah. been fleshed out. Better. Well, I mean, like, if you want to yeah. bring a character in like that, and you know, you're gonna use his star power, especially in 1995, 
you're still Luke Skywalker in 1995. What? I mean, even that's 10 years after. Uh, that's like the heart well, of the special edition. After. Yeah. Well, the special it's edition like, was coming out right then. That's yeah, when it's everybody. Like bringing was in, uh, it's like, like bringing in Robert Downey Jr. right now for a movie. Like, oh, yeah. he's still Iron Man, you know, even though he's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Carpenter is great. This is not his best, but I think it's definitely worth watching. I would, yeah, I would say it's definitely worth watching. I don't think it's like a must watch, but if you're trying to like round out your film knowledge, I definitely think this is up there. It's not, it's not something that I would say like run out and go watch it tomorrow, but it's pretty good. And full disclosure, like we decided to watch this one because in our last episode, which was what whatever many weeks ago, Manda was here, and Manda, I wanted Manda to watch some John Carpenter, and we just thought the thing, but the thing you and I have seen, and we both love it, so we're just praising it. We're like, well, let's try a Carpenter movie that we don't know if it'll be good, so we have a bit more to talk about. And Amanda did not end up watching either one of them, and then, <laughs> and then here we are. Um, so we'll pick something different next time. Probably something um, just as crazy and off the wall, hopefully. Yeah, something weird, yeah. Um, all right, John. That's it. We want to want to go over 90 minutes like John Carpenter. Yeah, let's so. show some res- re- let's show a little restraint in which Disney can't with Indiana Jones because they had to de-age yet another famous Star Wars person. I know. I know. It's like you know like- what's funny, Disney has now de-aged every single one of the main casts of Star Wars. They did it for that's true, that's true. they did it for Hamill and now they've done it for uh yeah. The Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. and they do uh, for James Earl Jones, they do like uh he's AI voice now. Darth Vader is yeah, now one hundred percent AI voice. But yeah. I, I'm feeling I don't know, I'm feeling like like I don't care about mm-hmm. like I don't gonna... care about Indiana Jones like movies, the new ones anymore. It's like if it sucks, I'll be like, "Well, I guess here's it the thing. sucked." If it's great, I'll be like, "Okay." Like I don't I just if, don't if care. Anything that I I've kind of like grasped onto or realized recently, there is such a thing as too much nostalgia, and like you can, I only have so many dollars that I'm going to put toward nostalgia, and now all my money is going to go towards things like John Wick Chapter Four, which. Yes, is another sequel, but at least it's something somewhat original and not just like a rehashed version of something from 30 years ago. And I would love to see more like movies like that. Bullet Train was a great example, but I'd like to see more and more movies that aren't just rehashing of a character that I loved when I was a kid. So you want to take my money, like take my money at the amusement park. Stop rehashing these characters. I will watch Star Wars on my own without you having to bring out a new one. Like, I will just continually yeah. watch Star Wars, or I would have until now, where I've had Overload. And now I'm getting enough, to the point uh, where, yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't want to see any more of these. I ju- I'm just tired of the same things. Like, well, we talked about this, too, speaking, like, this comes full circle, because, like, they're remaking Ex- Escape from New York. And it's mm-hmm. like, we reviewed Escape from New York here. We did. One of my favorite Carpenter movies. It's really, really good. Yep. It's like, what what is... What is the practical need of remaking Escape from New York? Like, what is like, are like people are not nostalgic for John Carpenter? Like, it's a very niche audience. Like, you, you have it if you have if you had he hasn't made a movie in 12 years, but if he had John Carpenter come in and make a movie that is not called Halloween something, 
most people would not care. Like they would be like his style. He doesn't like have I, or whatever. Like I don't think anybody knows who John Carpenter is anymore. To be quite honest, unless you're probably above the age of 35 or and a small like, niche, yeah, a small a niche of people like you and me, film, yeah. You and me had barely seen most of Carpenter's movies That's before true. a couple of years ago or whatever. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, like I'd it's... seen like Escape from New York, Escape from LA, because I got bored and watched them, you know, like Halloween. But, but I didn't watch them out of like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch a John Carpenter movie. I just watched them because, like, hey, this is a classic movie that you should yes. watch. Yeah. Um, and we watched Ghost of Mars. And we watched Ghost of Mars. Yeah. But most people, it's, and then you're like, we got to remake Escape from New York. It's like, there's no need to remake. Why? That. And they're gonna make this whole social commentary that's gonna be like right in your face, and it's like beating you over the head with something. Beating over the head know. with like there's something here, like you know, it's it's just preachy. And anyway, this is our rant every week, but well, this is different. We're we're ranting about remakes on nostalgia. This is a bit different from filmmaking style. You sent me this article, right? Like um, Tarantino said, this is the worst era of cinema. Yes. So, and I don't agree. There's some good stuff coming out. There's some really good stuff coming so out. So I understand more the point, and like to not take us too far on a tangent because we haven't done this in a while. But the amount of decent cinema that we get is so few and far between now that like it, it, it's not even like one a year. I don't know how. To be quite honest, like great, they're going to hold the Oscars. They're going to give a bunch of Oscars to movies that I've never heard of that I can't see anymore because they're only on a super limited release, and I try to find them and I can't. Um, and then for mainstream cinema, what I'm getting, you know, one movie a month I can go see that is really good. But we're also, Maybe. I think we're victim. We are also we're complaining about the problem, but both you and I are a part of the problem. Yeah, because. because for example, we went to see Black Adam as soon as it came out, right? And Black Adam is like evidence, like it's the best example of the trash right now. But for example, this movie, a movie came out this weekend called She Said, uh, which is about the Harvey Weinstein take. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I have not seen it. You did not see it either. No. And I, I, I had barely heard of it. I don't think it was advertised very much. But when I saw that it bombed, I was like, what is this movie? It. I watched the trailer. It actually looks like... Um, like the vibe is like all the president's men. Have you seen all the president's men? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, and Spotlight and those journalism yeah, movies yeah, are really good. Yeah, I was like, this is this looks great, and I have tickets to watch it Wednesday. But like, I didn't rush out to watch it. I rushed out to watch fucking Black Adam. You know, like we we complain we're because studios don't put problem. any money behind. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, this could have been one of the big three studios. I think it's only three now, right? Yeah. It's going to be one of the big three studios and we would never have no. known because they put zero marketing budget. Yeah. There's no Fox anymore. So it's Sony. Warner, Sony, Warner, Universal, Universal. Disney. So there's four. Warner, Warner Sony, Sony, Universal, Sony, Disney, Universal. and Lionsgate, but they barely have any. Yeah. They bear, and they're not making it. So it's four now because Fox is gone. So uh, well, the thing is also like some really good movies get, get sent straight to streaming. You know, and 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 like catching them sometimes it's kind of hard. You know, like like uh, did you watch? Um, um, like we watched. Did we review Prey? I don't think we reviewed it. We didn't review it, but we it was a good we movie. Have, we review it anyway. It was, it was a great movie. It was that was a great movie. movie, but many people the Pinhead remake. I didn't even watch. No, I didn't more know. remakes, but whatever. They're making an Alien movie. Did you see that? They're making a new Alien movie. 
But anyway. Prey was great. But Prey was Prey great. Was great. I mean, let's leave it on a mean? let's leave it on a good note. Prey was great. Prey John was Carpenter great. is great. Don't remake his movies anymore. <laughs> Please stop remaking them. The Fog, Escape from New York, uh, Halloween. Please stop remaking his movies. Let us just enjoy what was done back then because they are excellent. And yeah. We're the more stop. we look at the future, the more we find ourselves looking at the past and watching older movies. Is that the slogan for this show? That should be. Uh, maybe we're getting shit. old. Maybe we're think, getting old. Oh, we're definitely getting old. We've been doing this uh, for way too long now. So we've been doing this for way too long. We should go back to just you and me texting about movies. <laughs> um all right well john i'll see you next week we won't get our twitter handles nobody follows us <laughs> nobody follows nobody follows twitter anymore anyway like exactly. and subscribe to us there's on a crisis YouTube. on twitter um yeah like it's that is important like and subscribe uh see you soon maybe next week see you then bye, bye.